Looking for a fun gift for yourself or someone else? Today we are making an aquarium nightlight, starting right now. Welcome to the Weird and Wacky Planet's Nature Just Got Real podcast for kids. Join KB Carr, author of the Weird and Wacky Planet series with Chuck Darwin, Tito and Captain Jack as they bring you the real skinny on what's really going on in the natural world. And now, here's your host, KB Carr. Hello and welcome to today's show. I'm going to do a project today and I'm pretty excited about it. It is this personal nightlight aquarium. Yes, there's real water in here. Yes, it looks like I have a swimming fish. Um, and I have a special uh, way to light this up that goes in the water. So I'm going to show you how to do this today. So here we go. Ready? Okay. So the next thing I'm going to do is bring you down to my desktop. There you go. <laughs> so you can see what I'm doing. Okay. So the first thing I want to start with is my jar. Now you could use any jar that you want with this. I'm just using this mason jar that I got. Uh, I think I got it at Walmart as a set. Mine happens to be blue because I did not want to have to use, um, uh, what do you call this? Yeah, food coloring. You could if you wanted to. Um, you could use blue or green or shoot, you could combine them both and make a very pretty teal color. I'm sure that would be lovely. But just know that if you use food coloring in this, eventually it will dye the things that you're putting in your jar. And I just didn't want to have to swap it out. But if you do choose to do that and you do, um, it does dye stuff, you can always swap it out. And you can swap it out anytime you want to um, because you might want to put different uh, sea creatures in there. You might want to change it up a little bit with different plants or whatever. So this is yours. Um, you can do whatever you want with it. The first thing I'm going to do is I am going to use this um, submersible LED light. I got mine at Amazon um, in a pack. Um, I looked at like Walmart or the, some of the other department stores. I didn't find any, but um, you know, Amazon had them. So I just grabbed them. And all it is is this little little night light up. And the first thing I want to do is I want to open it up and I want to take away this piece that's inside on top of the battery because that's what's going to keep it from lighting up. So I'm going to remove that piece and there you go. There is my, my light, right? And you can turn this on and off, off, right? And then turn it on just like that. It's real simple. So you don't have to always have your night light on all the time. Um, but when you want it on, there it is. So I'm going to turn it off for now. And I'm going to glue it to the top of my lid. Now, again, you can use any jar you want. You can use a plastic jar. You can use a glass jar. You can use a, you know, I was looking at the store and I was like, ooh, I really, there was a, a jar I really liked. It was like a, a big spaghetti, <laughs> spaghetti sauce jar. I thought that would have been perfect. The only thing is that I need to be able to get in here. So this is, this is something you want to keep in mind. How do I get in here? I can't quite get my hand in there. You possibly can. And if you can, that's going to be really good for you. I can't. So I'll show you a little trick for that if you can't uh, get, 
basket, but you do need to get your items in through the neck. So keep that in mind when you choose your jar. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to glue my light to the lid. And since this is a ball canning jar, there are two parts to this lid. For most um, of you, if you're using a different kind of jar, you're only just going to have one lid. Um, and that's cool too. But I'm going to just put my glue here all around this. Because I want that to, to stay on my lid. I do not want that falling down into the water. I'm going to put it into the middle there. And that's what that's going to look like right there. And then I'm going to set this to the side so it can dry. The glue I'm using, I'm using a glue gun. And I'm using a low temp glue gun. And I just got these, um, these glue sticks and they're multi-temp glue sticks. So I could use them in a hot glue gun or I could use them in the low temp glue gun or a cool temp glue gun. Um, but just know that, you know, this, this is a thing. Um, know that this, this part right here, that heats up. Uh, that gets very hot. So if you need, uh, in, you know, help from your adult, that's fine too. No big deal there. Um, but this is the one I like. I like the, the low temp. Again, even if it's low temp, this is still hot and you can still get burned. So caution, caution, caution. Okay. All right. So I'm putting this to the side so that will dry later. And then I'm going to put in my aquarium plant. Now I picked out this one and it's kind of short. There was another one I had that was really long. If yours is long and you feel like it's too, it's too long for the top of your jar, no worries. Just cut it down. Yeah. Take a pair of scissors, scissors right here and cut it down. All right. So that it fits in your jar. And the other thing I wanted to do is I have a, uh, a seahorse here because I love seahorses. And so I want him to be in here and they're usually in the inside the plants. So I kind of trimmed his base a little bit and then I'm going to glue him um, to my plant where I want him. All right. So that he he's in my plant. So I kind of wanted him there. So hold on a second. Let me just put some glue on my dude. Just kind of on the back of him. Okay. And then I'm just going to kind of stick him where I want him in the plant. There. He looks very handsome. There we go. All right. And then I want to glue my plant to the base of the jar. You don't always have to do this, um, but I don't want to take a chance that this is going to come, come floating up. And, and that's another really important point that I need to tell you. Make sure that the creatures and the shells and all of the things that you're putting into your jar sink. If they float, they're not going to work in here unless you glue them down or have uh, some sort of way of anchoring them. So just know that. Um, I tested all these. So I just I got this bowl and I, I filled it full of water and I threw them all in and they all sank. So we're good to go. Okay. So I'm going to put my dude in here and I'm going to show you a trick. Where is, well, we're going to use this one. You could use a fork. Really a fork works a lot better, but I don't see one in here. So we're going to do this and I'm going to glue bottom of my plant 
And for me, I don't like it where it's got the writing in it. Um, I, so I'm making the front to the opposite end. So I want my plant to be behind everything. So I'm just going to put it down in there. And since I can't reach, I'm just going to take the knife, use a fork would be better, um, and just anchor it to the bottom. All right, so I've got him in there. You can see my, my horseshoe pretty well there. He looks really awesome. And now I am ready to, uh, to put in my gravel. Now, as far as gravel's concerned, you can use, you know, any color gravel you want. They also make that really pretty uh, multicolor gravel, which I thought was awesome. Um, but I didn't have any of that. I've just got white. So that is what I'm using uh, today. And you can also do this for as much as you want. Great. Now I'm spilling it all over my desk. <laughs> all right. So as little or as much gravel as you want. I kind of want to cover up my base a little bit. So I'm putting about, it looks like about a cup of gravel in. And I'm going to shake it around and try to get it out of my, my trees here. My thing. It's no big deal if it's stuck in there a little bit. I could use my knife to come in here and knock it out of there too. Or your fork. Be using a fork. Anyway. Okay. So there we go. I've got my gravel in. Pretty good, yeah? And now um, there is one little other thing I want to do before I start putting my people in here. My dudes. I really liked the idea of having a floating animal, like a, flo a fish, like swimming. So if I dump him in there, he's just going to lay on the bottom and he's going to look like a dead fish. I don't want that. I want him to look like he's swimming. So. I'm just taking a little bit of this, um, this stretch magic cord that I have right here and as thin as I could get it. It does come thinner. They do have make a, a thinner cord. I just didn't have any of that. So I'm not using that. And I'm going to cut a little off. And I'm going to show you how to make your fish swim. So I've decided that I like um, the, the, the inside, you know, the, my fish curves a little bit. Can you see that? Curves a little bit. So I would like the inside curve to, to be my, my uh, outside of my fish. This is the one I want to see. So when I, I'm going to glue this little piece here to the back of my fish. I'm going to put a dab about where I think the middle is there. And I'm going to put my nylon in there. And this, this, this glue dries really quickly. Um, the good thing is that if you don't get your thing right where you want it, it's fine. Because you can put it, you can take it off. It kind of peels off when it's dry and you can start over again. But to just reinforce it just a tad, I'm also going to just another little dab of glue on top of that right there and that's going to dry there and then I'm going to be attaching it to my lid so I'm going to let that dry for a second while I put in a few things 
So I got some shells here, and I got these. Let's see, I got these at like Walmart or a craft store. Any any craft store will have these. If you are not in an area where you can um, pick up shells off the beach, that would have been super cool to have my own, but I didn't. Um, so you can you can buy them at any craft store. So I'm gonna go ahead and put my shell in. So this is my big one. I kind of want this up front. Um, maybe some to the sides. And if they don't go in there exactly where I want them, that's cool because I've always got my tool that I can use to make them go where I want them. Like this one's upside down. I can move it around here. I can move these over here. Yeah, there we go. See, real simple. And now they're just kind of where I want them to be with the exception of maybe that one. There we go. All right. And I also like the idea of putting some rocks in there. Um, so I got, I've got just a few of those. Um, I like this one the best. So I'm gonna put this one in. Put these others to the side. And I kind of want this one to be at the base. Oh, that kind of went where I wanted it anyway, didn't it? Yeah. All right, so that's looking pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about that. Now I'm gonna put in my animals. I have a green crab. Kind of want him to go up front. Um, a starfish. Put him over there to the side. And I got this eel. Isn't he cool? <laughs> How am I going to put him? I'm not quite sure. But again, I'm going to use my tool to kind of put things where I want them to go. I'm going to move my starfish over here a little bit. The crab is looking like he's on the back. The eel could be a little bit of an issue because he's kind of got a base. So I'm just going to kind of maneuver him, just keep going until he kind of is where I want him to go. All right. So how are we looking here? Pretty, pretty snazzy, I think, and pretty snazzy. All right. And now I'm ready for my fish. Now I want my fish to hang at a certain level. So I'm just going to put him in and see what I think about where I'd want that level to be. Because when I move it, he's going he's gonna to be looking like he's swimming around. I love that idea. Alright. So I'm thinking right about there. So how far is that from my lid? Not far. So that's where I want to be able to glue them to my lid because when I put the whole thing in here that's what it's going to look like right there hey look there's an ant in here look at there's my little buddy he's been in here for a couple days <sighs> I should catch him and get him out outside anyway okay <laughs> alright so I'm going to I've decided about this length for that and I'm going to take my glue and I'm going to I want that to be and there it is and I'm going to cut the rest off I don't need that and to reinforce that another little dab of glue on top of that ant boy you can't go in there we're going to pour water in there come here come here come here come here you can do it all right I will take you out later I, I promise there we go. All right. Anyway, 
I don't want him to drown. Okay. So how does this look? I'm going to put this in and test it. I'm just going to keep my light on right now. All right, so that's falling about where I'd like it to be. See, once the water's in there, he's going to look like he's swimming. Okay. And now to the water. Again, if you're using, if you're using uh, this, if you're using food coloring, um, go ahead and measure that out. Like, like put a put water in a clear jug and put your water coloring in so you can get the color just right. Um, if it's too dark, you can always add more clear. Um, to your jar. So know that. But again, I'm not using it. I found this very cool blue jar. And you can find blue jars. You can find green jars. You can find uh, all color jars or even just, just plain, a plain uh, white jar. Now for your water. Let's talk about this water. We want to use as clean and pure water as we can. I'm not using our faucet water because here we have uh, lime calcium and rust in our water and I don't want that to affect my jar. Eventually that's gonna look poor in my jar. So I've got spring water so I know this is a very clear clean water to be able to use and that's what I'm gonna choose to use. And I want to be very careful when I'm pouring it in because I can disrupt all of the hard work that I just did with my <laughs> utensil in there. So I'm just gonna be, I'm gonna pour it in slow. So I don't disrupt my people where they where I put my critters and where I put my um, where I put my plant. All right, and I'm going to fill this up all the way to at least there because I don't I don't want to see it um, on the outside. I want it to look like the whole thing is filled with water. So don't worry about this, because this is going to go in the water, but this is a submersible LED, so it's going to be fine. All right, and I'll show you how this looks. Putting my fish in. Need him to go where I need him to go. Go around the other way. Okay. And now my lid. And my light light is on. A little bit of water here and there. But there it is. Right? What do you think? Pretty cool, huh? Let me get my camera back up. <laughs> there we go. Didn't take me hardly any time at all to put that together, did it? And it's awesome. It's awesome. Look at, look at my eel. Woohoo! looks great there's my crab and my starfish and look my fish looks like he is swimming and there's my seahorse back there I'm pretty pleased with how this turned out and I have two Ooh, I could keep one or I could give one as a gift what do you think and you know what who, who else Father's Day is coming up so this might be a good a good gift for dad for his desk if he's got a an office um, he could uh, have his own aquarium on his desk. Or you know what, anyone else who, who works in an office. When I was working in an office, I would have loved something like this because I could have any fish or any pets or anything like that. So this would have been a really cool thing to set on my desk, my own little personal personal aquarium. So think about, think about 
if there's someone that uh, that works in an office or something all day that they could use this at. All right. Make your own. Have you ever met Count Deracula? How about a flower-faced lawn wrecker or a four-foot-long guinea pig the size of a dog? You'll find these animals and more in the book Weird and Wacky Creatures 1, part of the Weird and Wacky Planet series by KB Carr. Find them wherever books are sold and sink your fangs into your own copy. It's time for the Weird and Wacky Word of the Week. The word of the week is submersible. It is an adjective and means able to be submerged and capable of operating underwater. As a noun, it would refer to a vessel designed to operate underwater for short periods. See how many times you can use the word submersible in a sentence today, both as a noun and an adjective, and impress someone with your genius. Until next week, I am Dr. Chuck Darwin. Cheerio. Thank you, Chuck, for that. I just want you to know I really appreciate your efforts here. And now uh, here's Jack answering a viewer question. Got a question? Ask the captain. Ahoy, mateys. This week's question comes from Mikey in Kansas City. Mikey asks, do fish have feelings? Well, Mikey, in some recent studies of fish, it was found that they definitely experience stress, which is an emotion. I know our goldfish Einstein used to redecorate the tank to his liking after every water change, so I assume he was irritated about it, and irritation is also an emotion. Our other goldfish, Sid, would follow KB when she walked past the tank and would knock the glass thermometer against the side when it was mealtime and she didn't move fast enough. So anticipation for food and impatience when it doesn't come when wanted are both emotions. So yes, fish do have emotions, although scientists don't know the range or depths of those emotions just yet. Hope that answers your questions, Mikey. If any of you want to ask me something, just email it to naturejustgotreal at gmail.com. I'm always listening. This is Captain Jack signing off until next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jack. That was interesting, as always. And now it's time for the Weird and Wacky Creature Feature with Tito. And now, the Weird and Wacky Weekly Creature Feature. This week's very weird animal is the eel. I picked it because KB is a little fascinated with eels. Seriously, she wrote a song about them. And no, I'm not going to sing it for you. Anywho, there are about 800 different species of eels. Lots of people think eels are sea snakes, but no, eels are fish. Eels have gills and very sharp teeth. There are eels that live in salt water and eels that live in fresh water. The giant moray eel can grow up to 13 feet in length. That's a big fish, am I right? Several eel species are critically endangered because of overfishing, climate change, pollution, and dams that block their migration routes. They are also a delicacy in several countries, so the illegal eel trade is big business. If you want to help eels out and you eat sushi, just ask for the non-eel kind. 
Hopefully, conservation efforts combined with a lower demand will add up to better days for this very cool critter. I'm Tito, and I'll see you all next week. That's it for today's show. Hope you enjoyed today's uh, project. I know I did. Uh, go home and have an aquarium uh, nightlight making adventure in your neighborhood. That wraps up the show for today. Thank you to our sponsor, Weird and Wacky Planet. And thank you for listening. Thank you for caring and thank you for sharing. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Let us know if you do and we might mention you on the show. Until next week, go have an adventure in your neighbourhood.